Welcome to Secrets to Victorious Living podcast. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I'm Lucia Claiborne. Thank you for joining me today as we discover God's secrets to help you overcome life's challenges. This will help you become victorious in every area of your life. Today's your day to start walking in and experiencing a greater level of victory. We're starting a new series today entitled God's Drawn to Movement. You know, usually in the month of December, we celebrate the Christmas season by going to parties with families and friends and co-workers. We help bless those who are less fortunate than we are. And we take time to look back over our goals that we made the first of the year so that we can determine our level of success before we begin making plans and goals for the coming year. I've been thinking about how God has blessed me personally and our family collectively these past few years as I've been praying about this coming year's goals and where God wants to move us. God has brought us to a higher level spiritually, mentally, and financially. He's blessed us more than I could ever imagine. Actually, I've had to ask God to give me more dreams, bigger dreams, and bigger visions because He has been so good to us. He has honored our faith and given us many desires of our hearts. 3 John verse 2 in the New Heart English Bible says, Beloved, I pray that you prosper in all things and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So this verse tells us that we need to invest time into expanding our mind and prospering our mind. Our soul is our mind, will, and emotions so that we can dream bigger and have bigger visions so that we can become more prosperous and continue walking in good health. Now, when I say more prosperous, a lot of people think that that is just financial prosperity. However, when you're prosperous, it's your whole life. It's your joy. It's your peace. It's your calmness. It's your whole life. Your family can prosper. So prosper means different things to different people. And as I was visiting with God about this past year, He reminded me that life can always be better. It doesn't matter what level of life we're at. Life can always be better. He took me to Philippians 3, 13 and 14. It says, This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We see from this verse that it doesn't matter how good or how bad our past has been, we need to forget those things which are behind us and look forward to our future. We press toward the mark. We get our vision from God to go higher in Jesus for the coming year or the, the years to come. Some people do a five-year plan, some do a 10-year plan, and then they break that down. So what we want to do is we want to get our vision from God. Then we take aim or focus our efforts toward completing our vision by making our monthly, weekly, and daily goals and plans so that we can make that vision come to pass. I've heard many people ask me, how do I know that my plans are God's plans and not my own plans? You know what? This is a great question, and I've had to ask myself this question also. I've come to the realization that I hear Holy Spirit's voice, and my desires are God's desires because they're good desires. There are countless opportunities for us to get involved with projects or for us to create projects 
to bring to completion that will be a blessing to other people. However, I've learned to ask God, what is the best yes for me, Lord? Where do you want me to focus my efforts? Where will I have the most impact for the kingdom of God? When we ask these questions and then we take that moment to listen for the Holy Spirit to answer them, He will lead us where He wants us to go so we can bear fruit. Not just a little fruit, but much fruit. Now, on a side note, we produce fruit for other people to enjoy, not for ourselves. If you look at a fruit tree, it doesn't enjoy its own fruit. It produces fruit for others to enjoy. It's the same with us. God wants us fruitful so we can be a blessing to others. Let's take another look at verse 13 in the New Living Translation. It says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. As I said earlier, it does not matter how good or how bad our past has been. We need to forget it and focus on what is ahead of us. We can't wait for life to just happen or say, someday I'll do this or one day I'll do that. Someday and one day never come. We can't wait for God to just bless us without us asking Him to bless us or without using our faith to receive from Him. Now, when it comes to receiving from God, according to His Word, it's our move. God has already moved and He has finished the work. When you receive from God and what you receive from God depends on you. Say this out loud with me. What I receive from God depends on me. It's my move. Amen. That should excite you because God has given you permission to take responsibility and authority for your life so that you can go for your dreams and your goals and live the life that you were created to live. If you're waiting for someone to give you permission to step out of that box that you or maybe others have put you in so that you can go for your dreams, today is your day. I give you full permission right now to go for your dreams. Step out of that box of self-imposed limitations. You can do it. You can live the life that God created you to live, and you can accomplish those dreams that He has put in your heart. Today's your day to take the limits off your life. Many times, we sit around and we wait for God to move and do something for us, and we're waiting for Him to make it happen. But that's not going to happen. He's done all He's going to do, as I said earlier. He sent Jesus to come to the earth to take Adam's God-given dominion back from Satan. Because Adam gave all of mankind's dominion to Satan when he ate the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden. Jesus defeated Satan for us when he died on the cross. Then he went to hell and made an open show of Satan's defeat in heaven, in hell, and on the earth. Then Jesus rose back to life on the third day. He showed himself to the disciples. He ate meals together and he fellowshiped with them. He reassured Peter that he loved him and he proved to doubting Thomas that he was alive. Then he ascended back to heaven and he sat down at the right hand of Father God where he made his enemies his footstool. Because we've made Jesus Lord of our lives, we're seated in him at the right hand of Father God, which is the place of authority. And now Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. 
Now we're the temple of Holy Spirit, and we take Him everywhere we go. So how can we fail? God has done all He's going to do. Jesus has done all He's going to do. When He sat down at the right hand of Father God, His job was finished. He sent us the greatest helper we'll ever have when He sent us Holy Spirit. Now, God's waiting on us to make our move. He's waiting on you to step out in faith, to move and respond to what Jesus has already done for you. I read a book several years ago called Dare to Discipline Yourself, and one particular point has made a lasting impact in my life. I want to share that with you today. The author made this statement. He said, you don't wait to do something until you feel like doing it. You decide you're going to complete a project or a task, and you take the first step to get started. When you take that step of faith to get started, you automatically have spiritual help to finish the task that you have begun. Now, I I'm sure you've heard the statement, getting started is half the battle, and that's so true. However, once you take that step and you get started, you gain momentum to finish the job. And you know, usually it takes less time than you think it will take for you to finish that project. A lot of times the devil will just lie to us and say, it's going to be so big a project. It's going to take so much time. Oh, you don't have time to do that. I've learned that's a lie. When we seize the moment, when we seize the day and take advantage of every minute God has given us, we finish a lot of projects. Many times, it's just the dread of getting started. And if Satan can keep you in dread and keep you from starting your projects or from finishing your projects, he's got you defeated. However, if you'll just start, if you'll start and keep moving and keep taking another step of faith and keep moving toward God, trusting him with each step, he'll keep moving with you. He'll keep directing your steps and you'll walk right into your blessing and an and into your victory. In other words, keep moving with God and you can't lose. It's when you stop moving and you quit using your faith that you start backing up or you lose ground that you've taken from the enemy. 1 Corinthians 4, 7 says, For who regards you as superior? What do you have that you did not receive. So from this verse, we see the way that we enjoy God's blessings is to simply receive them by faith. It doesn't matter where you were born or what your status in life is. God created you to win and enjoy all his blessings. It doesn't matter what your situation or your circumstances may be. You can move from a position of defeat to a position of victory by simply changing your point of focus. Or if you're already experiencing victory and you want to go to a higher level of glory, change what you're focusing on. Put more word in. And in order to do this, in order to make that move, you have to make a move toward God to receive all those blessings and benefits that He's loaded you with every day that He refers to in Psalm 68, 19, where He says daily He loads us with all His benefits. We simply refocus our mind and our thoughts onto God's promises, and we keep them before our eyes every day. We read the Word, we mutter the Word, and we let the Word build our faith to receive the promise that we're focused on. When we work the Word of God, it will work for us. The Word of God that you believe is the Word of God that will work for you. Before I became aware of the enemy's tactics, I would start out believing God to help me and that I was going to do great things together with him. And then 
I would get in the middle of a project or I would get in the middle of a trial and I would say, I don't see God. I don't see his hand. And I would start thinking, I thought God was going to come through for me. But, I, you know, I guess he's not. I would say this. I would speak this out of my mouth because I didn't see any evidence that he was working. And when I would say this, God showed me that I had quit receiving from him. I had quit moving forward with him. And when I quit moving with God, God quit moving with me. He was with me, but when I quit, I quit using my faith. And you know, faith is the only thing that God honors and the only thing that moves him. It's not what God wanted for me to do. He didn't want me to quit, but he couldn't move like he wanted to move until I started moving again in obedience to his word. And it's the same with you. I stopped moving when I started saying the wrong things and I got over into the arena of worry and doubt and unbelief. Instead of walking by faith like the Bible tells us to do in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, I was walking by sight. When this happens, when we start reasoning in our mind, the enemy will defeat us every time. We should never be moved by what we see or don't see or what our five senses tells us is going on. We should only be moved by the word of God. Now, God is still God. Even though you may have tests and trials in your life, if you keep your eyes on the word, you will win. If you're in the midst of the biggest trial you've ever experienced, you still have victory because your story isn't over. You still haven't written the last two words at the end of your story. Keep going. Forget those things that are in your past and press on. You're going to make it. You will overcome and you will be victorious. Let me give you a couple examples that I believe will help you press on and move forward. Let's say that you have symptoms in your body. It can be something as simple as a headache or a head cold, or it can be as life-threatening as cancer. It doesn't matter what level or degree that you have sickness in your body. The Word of God tells us in 1 Peter 2.24 that we are healed by the stripes on Jesus' back. In order to receive your healing that Jesus has already paid the price for you to have in your body, the first thing that you have to do is to decide to make the Word of God, the final authority in your life. You just need to go ahead and act like the Word of God is true. If the Word tells you that your life should be a certain way and it's not that way, then the only way that situation will change is by you speaking the Word of God to your situation. This may be foreign to you. It was to me the first time I heard it, but I promise you it will work if you will believe the Word of God and believe that there is power in the spoken Word. Isaiah 55:11 tells us that God's word will not return void, but it will accomplish what we send it out to do. Here's an opportunity to forget the past and press on to the future. Here's an opportunity to move. It's a move from doubt, fear, and unbelief into faith. A move from allowing Satan to rule over you to enforcing his defeat in your life. Here's an opportunity to refocus your mind from the pain in your body that the enemy has put on you and put your focus into and onto the promise of God. If you have pain in your body right now, lay your hand where you have pain and say this with me. Pain, I curse you in the name of Jesus and I demand you to leave my body. Amen. 
Your faith-filled words will cause pain to leave your body because the word tells us in Mark 16 to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, sometimes we have to be like David and encourage ourselves. I believe someone just received their healing today. Just this very moment, you may be saying, Lucia, that's great, but I don't have sickness in my body. I have lack in my finances. Well, that's great. You have just identified where the enemy has attacked you or has held you hostage. And today is your day to make a move. Let's look at two promises for finances. Psalms 112.3 tells us, Wealth and riches are in my house because I am the righteousness of God. And Galatians 3.13 tells us, We've been redeemed from the curse, which includes poverty, sickness, lack, and disease, according to Deuteronomy 30. Now, when Danny and I had nothing, I began confessing these promises, and I believed God to move on His Word, because Isaiah 55.11 tells us that His Word will not return void, but it will accomplish what we send it out to do. Today, God has manifested increase and overflow in our lives because we acted like the Word of God was true and it would do what it says it'll do. So say this with me. Father, your Word says wealth and riches are in my house because I am the righteousness of God. So I believe I receive increase today. Hey Amen. This may seem foreign to you, and you may think that you're lying when you confess the Word of God. However, you're not. You're releasing your faith, according to Romans 4.17, and you're calling those things which are not as though they are. We had to change our focus from what the checkbook balance was telling us, and we had to focus on what the Word of God was telling us. We put God's promises before our eyes, and we spoke it out of our mouths. We were moving, and because we moved, God moved. Right now, I want to encourage you to make a decision. Right now, to find your promise in the Word of God and activate your faith to speak that Word so that God, in turn, will change your situation around. You know, faith comes from hearing and hearing the Word of God. So as you read the Word aloud, your faith will grow and you'll become stronger, okay? Holy Ghost just reminded me, you may not know where to find your promise. I have learned that Google is a great resource. You can go to Google and you can type in God's promises for healing, God's promises for peace, God's promises for finances, for joy. Whatever promise you need, you can type that into Google and Bible verses will come up and you can study those. You can print them off. You can take them to your Bible, highlight them in your Bible. You can use that word. You can screenshot it on your phone. You can flip through your phone. You can download it into a PDF, save it on your phone, save it on your computer. Whatever you have to do to get the Word of God before your eyes to build your faith. Amen. You just do it. I want to give you a warning, though. I want to prepare you ahead of time for what may happen. doesn't always happen, but I've seen it many times. When you take God's Word, you take His promise, and you start meditating on it, and you start standing on His promise, you start believing God to turn your situation around, there's a process 
You have to sow that seed. You have to let that seed grow in your heart, and then you you get a harvest. And many times, we don't see results right away. Or you may see results real quick, and then the next time you start confessing, it may take longer because of your faith. You may think that your confession is not working and that your faith is not working. So instead of continuing to speak the promise and move forward in line with God's word the way they should or the way you should, people will start speaking doubt and unbelief because they're moved by what they see or what they don't see. Since their negative words don't provide God something to work with, he's hindered for moving on their behalf. So I don't want this to happen to you. I want you to keep speaking those faith promises. Don't start speaking faith and doubt and unbelief. Because when you do this, you make a wrong move. You start speaking doubt and unbelief. And God can't help you. It's vital that you make the right moves by believing Father God and saying what His Word says about your situation. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, according to Proverbs 18. You can't speak doubt and unbelief and expect to receive anything from God. You'll get the enemy's blessings instead of God's blessings. And at the same time, God's Word won't work. You decide faith or doubt and unbelief. Anything you get from God, you receive it by faith. So whether your goal for the coming year is to be healthier, experience a greater level of financial stability, if you want more peace in your life, or you want to complete those unfinished projects, I encourage you to set those goals and start moving. Forget the past and press on toward the upward call. Press on into your future. Keep your vision and your promise from God's Word before your eyes because we move toward what we focus on, what we constantly see. And remember, God loves you. He's not mad at you. He's mad about you. He has plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. He created you to walk in victory, and He is ready to help you fulfill your destiny. I want to invite you to visit my website, luciaclayborn.com, and sign up for my daily email, Faith Builders for Victorious Living, so you can build your faith one scripture and one confession at a time. So until next week, move! Take a step of faith and then email me your victory so we can celebrate together. Have a great week.